What is up, Whiskey Noobs, and welcome to another episode of the Whiskey Noobs Podcast. For those of you who are new here, my name is Chris, and in this episode, we're going to talk about something that I think, personally, is pretty important to the show, Um, so hopefully some of you guys will get something out of it, or maybe it'll answer some questions that you've actually already had about me as a host. I recently did a live on TikTok. A live, not a live, but a live on TikTok. And I made the purpose of the live to explain to people my experience with whiskey because I think there's some beneficial lessons that come out of how I went from just being, you know, a college kid who drank beer most of the time to somebody who was into whiskey. And I think there's good lessons in there. And so I did a live about it. And as I'm doing the live, I'm like, This would probably be a good episode for the podcast for people who are taking my advice on whiskey and you're trying to learn things about whiskey from me. It's probably a good thing for you to know where I came from and where I'm at now in my journey with the hobby of drinking whiskey. So that's what this episode's going to be about for the most part. And I'm also going to talk about some lessons that I learned coming into the hobby of drinking whiskey that I think are pretty valuable for somebody who is also coming into the hobby of drinking whiskey. And if you're already pretty deep into it and you're not a noob anymore, I still think it's fun because I like to compare, personally, I like to compare my stories with other people's. And so I still think there's some value there just in the pure entertainment of it, I suppose. Um, so with this episode, I will be doing a mystery review once again, as I used to do. But this one does have a little bit of a difference to it. I already had some whiskey in a glass because of a TikTok that I was filming. And that's part of my TikTok series where I'm comparing things to Buffalo Trace. And so I have two glasses. One of them is Buffalo Trace. The other one is a mystery whiskey, which has been on the show. But it hasn't been on the the list in the past two months as I used to be doing, which I think maybe if my listeners are getting experience enough in guessing these whiskeys, I probably should just open it up to any whiskey that's ever been on the show. I don't know that I have to narrow it down as much anymore. It's still probably going to be difficult to guess, but I think that makes it even more fun. It makes it even harder to guess what the whiskey is. So the first of the two whiskeys that I'm drinking is Buffalo Trace. The second of the two is a mystery whiskey, which I will give you some notes from right now. So this whiskey has some good classic sweetness and how do I want to put this without giving things away? Classic sweetness, a little bit of fruitiness, a little bit of the bakery sweets. And it also brings a little bit of almost earthiness to the picture. I don't think I would describe it as earthiness in the uh, episode where I actually did the review of it. But I'm trying to use different words to be a little bit tricky so I don't just give it right away. But this whiskey definitely has some sweetness, some fruitiness, and then a little bit of depth to it with a different flavor that I'll describe as earthiness for right now. Uh, So hopefully that's not too much information. Hopefully it is enough information, though. I like doing this because it's kind of fun to, to see how much information I can give out and people still guess. And I've had people, especially my friends who listen to the show, tell me whether or not they guess them sometimes. Uh, so for those of you who are new here, though, those mystery reviews I do because I think it helps to develop your palate. It helps you to remember what different whiskeys taste like. And also, it's almost like doing a blind tasting without doing the tasting. It's a little bit helpful to establish the categories and what they taste like, etc. But let's get into my experience with whiskey. 
because once again, I think this is important. I'm giving you guys all this information. I think it's important for you to understand where I'm coming from, uh, if nothing else, just for the entertainment of what happened and how I got into whiskey. And I promise you, it was not always something that I enjoyed. I did not originally like whiskey, and I originally couldn't even drink a whole glass of it straight. I couldn't even drink a few sips of it straight. I didn't enjoy it at all. It just set my mouth on fire. And so where did I go from, right? That's the real question, from hating the way whiskey tasted to loving the way whiskey tastes. And that is the story that we're going to get into today. So to get started, I was into cigars. And that's basically the bridge that got me into whiskey. I was always into hobbies like that as a kid, like anything where you can collect it, you can learn about it. There's all kinds of things that you can learn. Any hobby like that and or collection, I was always into as a child. And so then as I became an adult, I got big into cigars. And I was really big into them, right? And I tried pairing cigars with whiskey, and I was not a fan because I knew that that's what everybody does. That's what you always see online is cigars being paired with whiskey. So I tried getting into it, and I just wasn't a fan of the whiskey. Now, I tried this with a specific whiskey that now as a whiskey drinker, I know just isn't quite my palate. But at the time, I didn't know that. I thought either you like all whiskey or you don't like all whiskey, which is, I think, a misconception that a lot of people make. And so I tried this specific whiskey, pairing it with a cigar, and I was not a fan at all. And I, once again, didn't finish the glass, couldn't finish a straight glass, and didn't finish it, probably threw it out, and I was like, I guess whiskey just isn't for me. Apparently, I I guess back in the day, I thought, you know, either you were into whiskey or you were not into whiskey. I didn't think it was like a taste that you could acquire. I thought it was a taste that you either had or you didn't have, like black coffee. I'm sure I could acquire the taste for black coffee now. But back then, once again, I think a lot of people think either black coffee is for you or it isn't. Maybe that one is true. I don't know. But I know with whiskey, you can acquire the taste. So I thought whiskey just straight up was not for me. <laughs> straight up. That's a pun. <laughs> not on purpose at all. I thought whiskey was not for me, and so I kind of just continued with the cigars and didn't really tempt fate with the whiskey very much. I didn't really adventure very much with the whiskey or try new things with the whiskey, and that's where I stayed for a little while. Then I was at a friend's bonfire, and he whipped out a bottle of Buffalo Trace, and those of you who know me know that I love Buffalo Trace, and to this day, I know for a fact, one of the biggest reasons that I'm obsessed with Buffalo Trace is because of this story. So most whiskeys, you know, there, there are whiskeys that are better than others, there are whiskeys that are worse than others, but if a whiskey has a sentimental place for you, or it was your breakthrough, wow, whiskey actually tastes good type of whiskey, a lot of you guys probably know what I'm talking about, that makes it one of your favorites because it's the first time that you tasted something and you're like, wow, this tastes good. And that's exactly what happened. So I'm at a bonfire. My buddy gets out Buffalo Trace. He says, yeah, I just heard this was pretty good stuff. I don't really know. And at this point in our lives, we're all the type of people who don't really drink straight whiskey very much. But we were like, let's try it because everybody says this is a good whiskey, whatever. And I remember trying a sip and I was driving that night. So I couldn't like drink more than just a sip. And I remember trying a sip of it. And I was like, this tastes actually good. I, did, I wasn't wowed. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I was just like, I think that actually tasted good. It still burned for sure, but I think it tasted good. And I couldn't really put notes to it. Definitely couldn't pick out specific flavor notes, but I knew that something tasted good. I knew that a straight whiskey that I drank tasted good. And that was the first step. And that's why Buffalo Trace has a special place for me. Now, 
After that, I didn't investigate too much more, but it did pique my curiosity. And so I did eventually, I think I took a little bit of a break, but I did eventually get back to where I was like, maybe I should look into this whiskey thing again. You know, that that one experience I had was really bad, but that one experience I had most recently was pretty decent. So I'm looking up different whiskeys and I'm getting into it a bit more. And eventually I bought my first bottle of monkey shoulder. And I don't remember if this is the first bottle that I had bought for myself to try. But I do know for a fact, this was the first bottle that I bought and I liked it. And I went back to it time and time again to drink it straight and still liked it. And I was like, okay, maybe there's something to this whole whiskey thing. Because, you know, the Buffalo Trace, I tasted it once and it was good. But there's no saying that it wasn't just because I was at a bonfire. I was in the heat of the moment. I was with friends. wasn't really thinking about the burn. But then I got this monkey shoulder and I'm sitting down patiently doing a tasting of it, not in the heat of the moment, not surrounded by people, and I'm still enjoying it. So that is why monkey shoulder, once again, has a pretty special place for me. It was the next phase, I guess, of my whiskey journey. So I realized that it tasted good and I realized that all whiskeys tasted good. And with the monkey shoulder, I think at this point, a little bit at least, I realized, hey, this tastes different than the Buffalo Trace did. But I wasn't that deep, right? I I was just like, oh, this tastes good. It's probably a little different than Buffalo Trace, but they're pretty much the same thing, right? Well, those of you who've been following know for sure that Monkey Shoulder and Buffalo Trace are nowhere near the same thing. They're actually super different palates. But when you're newer to it, all whiskey just tastes like whiskey. So at that point, I stalled out a little bit. And this is one of the lessons learned that I think can come from this. So I think the first lesson learned is that the first whiskey that I tried was not my palate. And I gave up for a long time because a lot of times people don't realize that there are different palates in whiskey. There are different types of whiskey. They're going to have drastically different flavors. And so you might try the very first whiskey, even if it's popular, like the one that I tried was, you might not like it. And that's exactly what happened to me. And it happens to a lot of people. So that's the first lesson learned is make sure you try multiple different palates before you totally give up on whiskey. If you're trying to give it a try. The next lesson learned is that I stalled out because I didn't have the trick that I gave to you guys in the first couple episodes of Whiskey Noobs. And that is you could try two different whiskeys side by side and see which one you like better, which one you like worse, how they taste different, and what is different about them. And that is my all-time probably favorite trick for newbies, is to try two drastically different whiskeys side by side. But at the time, I didn't have that trick, so I kind of stalled out. And at that point, I'm like, well... The monkey shoulder was good. I'm into it a little bit, but that other whiskey really wasn't good. I don't know how much I'm going to get into whiskey. And I just kind of sipped that bottle of monkey shoulder for a really long time. A really long time relative to the amount of time that I've been drinking whiskey. This was a decent chunk, right? And so then eventually, as I mentioned, throughout all of this, I'm still really into cigars. And to this day, I still smoke a lot of cigars. I'm just more into the facts and the knowledge behind whiskey than I am into cigars. But I do love the act of smoking a cigar. I I very much enjoy pairing it with whiskey as well. But I'm really into cigars at this point, more so than I am into whiskey. And so I'm like, what could I do to improve my whiskey experience? And that is when it clicked with me a little bit that I did a cigar trick previously that I bet I could apply to whiskey. And that is where the episode, I don't remember, I think five probably came from, where you try two different whiskeys side by side. Episode four, I think. And that is, I did a, the same thing with cigars. I tried a really dark and really mild cigar, 
right back to back. I had the really mild cigar and then I immediately started smoking the really dark cigar. And that's how I developed my palate for cigars. I tried that and I was like, oh my gosh, cigars definitely do taste different. And right from there, it spurred me into cigars and that's where I developed my cigar palate. And I thought, I bet the same thing will work with whiskey. Sure enough, it did. And I don't remember what brand names I did that with because I know at the time it was kind of a mix of buying some of my own stuff and also using some of my dad's stuff that he'd let me try and I would kind of compare the two. At this point, I definitely did not have a full whiskey collection. So I tried that trick, and I realized that something really cool happened, that you could really tell the difference between the flavors. And that point is really what launched me into whiskey and realizing how much whiskey could help. And I want to stop here, and I want to mention a different trick for some of the newer people listening. And that is, if you can't do the brute force method that I did, where I was just trying straight whiskeys until I found what I liked, you can absolutely start with mixing. Pick up relatively safe whiskey that you know a lot of people like and try to mix it and mix less and less and less and less. That is episode two of the show, and we go over that all the way with my guest Justin, who at the time did not drink whiskey. But to continue on... That point is where I realized, oh my gosh, this was super helpful, and now whiskeys taste totally different. But at that point, you can tell whiskeys taste different, but you can't quite tell what they taste like. It's kind of like this whiskey tastes like this whiskey, and that whiskey tastes like that whiskey. And if you try a third one, okay, maybe this whiskey tastes a little bit more like that whiskey. But you don't really know the flavors yet. And so I like to stay in the comparison stage for a little while. And then is when you can get into flavor notes, preferably with the help of a flavor wheel, a flavor note list, something along those lines. And flavor notes, lists, or wheels are usually really helpful because they don't just divide it into apples, peaches, plums, and then all you know, your bakery sweets. They instead divide it into general categories. So it'll just say bakery sweets. It'll just say fruit. And then maybe fruit will say light fruit, dark fruit. And then wood. And then maybe wood will be like old wood, new wood. That is very helpful because when you're getting into it, at first, it's going to be way, way easier to say, I think this tastes kind of fruity than it is to say, this tastes like plum. You're not going to be able to do that. It's a narrowing process, right? And so that's what I started to do, and I got more and more into it. And from there, I got to where I could pick out specific flavors. And I basically got to that point. I could pick out specific flavors. I stayed there for a while. And what I decided to do was I would buy a bottle with every paycheck that I got. So every paycheck, I'd buy a new bottle. And I would get paychecks every two weeks at the time. And so I basically was buying a bottle every two weeks. I certainly was not finishing a bottle every two weeks. And so that's how I kind of started to build my collection. And the more bottles you have, the less quickly you're finishing all those bottles. And so your collection just kind of grows and grows and grows. I'm not saying I recommend that. depends on your monetary situation. But for me, that was the best way to build a collection. So... I got to that point, and then I have a decent collection, and I'm being able to taste flavors. And I stayed there for a long time, and that's when I started to research whiskey. I started to watch videos about it. I started to read more about the different types and different things you could expect, and I stayed there for a long time. As I mentioned, those are the types of hobbies that I am a huge fan of, is Getting into something and being able to research it, being able to learn out all the different types, being able to collect it, being able to compare different parts in your collection, those are my hobbies. I'm huge into that sort of a thing. So I stayed there for a long time, and I would watch all the videos on it, and there are a bazillion YouTube channels on it, and I kind of stayed there for a long time just 
learning about it. Then I got big into podcasts. I was really big into listening to them while I was driving or especially when I was doing mundane tasks like washing the dishes, mowing the lawn. I guess at that time I didn't have a lawn to mow, but those sort of tasks that were mundane. I was living in an apartment at the time, but washing the dishes, sweeping, anything like that where I didn't feel like just doing the activity, I'd turn on a podcast and I was pretty big into whiskey and I had read up on it online a lot. And so I thought, you know, a great way to take this to the next level would be listen to podcasts about whiskey to learn as much as more as I can about it while I'm doing all these mundane tasks or I'm driving to work and back. And so I looked it up and there were very few podcasts about whiskey at the time. I did have some prior knowledge on how to create a podcast. And I was like, let's do it. Let's create a podcast about whiskey. If not me, then who, right? That's the saying that everybody says. So I thought, if not me, then who? I created the podcast about whiskey, and that's where I started. And the moral of that portion of the story, not just the if not me, then who, because I think that's a really important part of the story that maybe I'll talk about here in a second, but a really important part of that story is that I started the podcast when I was still just between a noob and an experienced person in terms of whiskey. I talk about this in the first few episodes, but I know a lot of people have joined on more recent and haven't listened to those first episodes, and so I wanted to reiterate that. I did not start as this whiskey guru, right? I haven't been drinking whiskey for more than five years, without a doubt. I'm not this guru, and I definitely wasn't when I started the show. And I mentioned in the first few episodes the purpose of the show is to Be in this place where I can guide people because I'm close enough to being a noob that I knew all of those tricks. And as you saw throughout this whole story, I implemented all those tricks in the podcast. I'm close enough to being a noob to know what people need to get into the hobby. But I'm also close enough to being a veteran or being a guru to be able to supply these people with some pretty valuable information. The added layer to that is whatever I don't know off the top of my head, I can certainly learn. And so this is not only, and this to this day, this podcast is not only me trying to reflect information to you guys, it's also me enjoying the hobby of whiskey and doing research about it and learning more and more about it every day, which I absolutely love. That's what drove me to create this podcast. Another important point that has nothing to do with whiskey, but I think it's important that I take a moment to talk about it, is the if not me, then who, right? I mean, I did create this podcast from absolutely nothing. I had some vague knowledge of how to create a podcast, not really good at promoting it, not really good at marketing it. I'm not going to pretend like I have a top five podcast on Apple Podcasts or anything, but we have been ranked repeatedly, thanks to the amazing listeners that are listening to this right now. We have been ranked repeatedly. We have uh, a pretty decent following behind us, and I love doing it. It, and it's just been successful. And I guess my point to that is we live in an age where if you want to do anything through digital media, you pretty much can. I just wanted to create a podcast, and so I did. And I started off with super cheap equipment, super cheap uh, podcasting gear, microphones, didn't have any cranes to move the mic around, none of that stuff, no audio insulation. That is how I began. And so it's not a money thing. It's more of a You can do it, and I think a lot of people don't realize they can. Not just with podcasts, but with TikTok, with Instagram, all of those things, with your career. doesn't even need to be digital. If not you, then who? You can do it. I saw a void in the podcast world for whiskey podcasts, and I thought, I want to create that. I want to be the one who creates a whiskey podcast. And there are other whiskey podcasts. Definitely now, I don't know that there were when I got started, at least none that I could find that I wanted to listen to that had the subject matter that I was looking for. So I filled that void. 
And I just want to reiterate that to all of the listeners is that you can absolutely do it. So don't be afraid to do that. Now, that is my little spiel about motivation because I, I think a lot of people don't get to where they want to go just because they don't think they can. And that is so unfortunate. Actually, one last thing on this topic. One of my favorite quotes. Okay, I actually took a second to look this up. One of my favorite quotes is from Steve Jobs. And I think it's so important because it'll totally change your life if you really hear it and listen to it. So I'm going to say it has nothing to do with whiskey, but I'm on this topic. And I think it's important. Steve Jobs said, life can be much broader once you discover one simple fact. Everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you, and you can change it. You can influence it. You can build your own things that other people can use. Once you learn that, you'll never be the same again. And if you need to, take a second and re-listen to that quote, because that's my absolute favorite quote. That is the, in long form, if not you, then who, right? So, I just want to reiterate that because that's a big part of my whiskey experience was putting myself out there and creating this podcast. A lot of people don't realize when you create a podcast for a very long time, you feel stupid like you're doing a hobby that's not worth anything until you have some amazing listeners such as you guys reach out and tell you you're doing a great job. And that is fantastic. It's a great feeling. So thank you all for that. But that's my point, and I'll stop spewing now, but that is my point about that portion of the story. So let's talk about the whiskey lessons that, we learned, that we've that we learned so far, though. We've learned that if you don't like the first whiskey that you ever try, maybe try another one if you're serious about wanting to get into whiskey, because there's a good chance that you just tried one that wasn't your palate. Secondly, you might not have a palate for whiskey right off the bat. It might take some time. Whiskey is an acquired taste, even for people such as myself who love it now. Third thing, if you're stalling out, there are tricks that you can try, and most of them are in the first few episodes of this podcast. There are tricks that you can try to improve it. One of my favorite being to try whiskeys side by side and see how they're different. Try drastically different whiskeys, like a bourbon versus a scotch or a bourbon versus an Irish. Those are my favorite pairings. And then if you find yourself stalling out or not being able to find notes, flavor wheels are an excellent resource. Of course, at the end here, we have, if not you, then who? And very importantly, the information about your host that I was trying to get across for this entire episode is, I started off this podcast as a whiskey intermediate, I guess I would say. I was not a sensei. I was not a guru. I think I've definitely gained a ton of knowledge through this podcast and through the TikToks and the interactions that I have with all you guys. And that's fantastic. But I don't ever want to give off the impression that I see myself as that guy who knows so much about whiskey. I see other people on TikTok who are that way, other people on Instagram who are that way, and I just don't like the way that comes across. I don't like any time that anybody seems to give off the impression that they know absolutely everything about a specific topic. Nobody knows absolutely everything about a specific topic, and I don't ever want to come across as that guy. But what I am is the guy who loves tasting whiskey and will always make reviews for you guys, the guy who loves researching whiskey and will share that research with you guys, and the guy who likes to make all kinds of bad jokes, most of them about whiskey, on TikTok and on Instagram. And that's my new motto, if you haven't noticed, on TikTok and Instagram is uh, mostly whiskey and bad jokes, because that's something that I love to do. I think the hobby needs some good lightheartedness. It needs some good fun in it, because I think... Too many people, and there are a lot of people who are this way who create this stereotype, too many people see the hobby as a bunch of wealthy, cocky, full-of-themselves men looking down their nose at other people, and that's not what this hobby should be. It should be way more fun than that. 
I like to think I've gotten that point across pretty well through the show. But that's the moral of the story overall, is that I'm not trying to be the whiskey guru. And I said this on the Insta or the TikTok Live, and I think that's pretty important. But I am trying to have a lot of fun. I am trying to bring as much information to you guys as I can. Even if it doesn't just come directly out of my brain, it comes from the research that I do online. And I love doing the research as well because I learn so much about this hobby that I really enjoy. So that is the overarching moral of the story. Who is the host of the Whiskey Noobs podcast and how did I get here on my journey with whiskey? Hopefully, you guys all pulled something important from that. Like I said, even if you're experienced, hopefully that was just entertaining for you to compare to yourself because sometimes it's fun to look back and think about how naive we were, right? Especially once you start to get more into whiskey. It's fun to look back at myself and be like, wow, I really tried one specific whiskey when I had no palate developed yet for whiskey at all. Probably wouldn't have even liked Buffalo Trace at that point. And I tried a straight glass of it and was like, oh, whiskey must just not be for me. But there's so many people who are that way. And so it's so important to make sure those people know there is a way into this hobby if you want to, right? It's just one of those things. If you want it, you just got to go for it. And once again, that is the moral of the story. I've probably said that 30 times in this episode because there are 30 morals to this amazing story that I just told you. Uh, but to round things out, I am going to drink this mystery whiskey one more time and give you guys some notes. So once again, this whiskey brings some nice light sweetness and then it brings in some weird depth that is pretty enjoyable. Uh, I'll call that weird depth, I called it earthiness. I'll call it now a slightly, <clears throat> a slightly old wood. And more specifically, it has just a slight funk to it. Now, that might have given it away for you guys, for those of you who've been listening for a little while. Also, this whiskey, if you don't have it yet, this whiskey, it does have a bit of strength to it. On the nose, you get a little bit of alcohol, and on the palate, you definitely get some alcohol, too, accompanying those flavors. That alcohol does bring some complexity into it, though. So... I didn't get too specific with the sweetness this time, but anytime that I say that, you know, bakery sweets are leading right up front, typically I'm talking about a bourbon. And when I add in woodiness, you know that there's a good chance it's a bourbon. Not for sure, but there's a good chance. And so this is definitely a bourbon. And specifically, this one has that specific funk that this bourbon tends to have that is so enjoyable if you like the flavor of it. And that is Wild Turkey 101. Wild Turkey has. A specific taste to it that is almost like a little bit of earthiness. It adds a little bit of depth, and I really enjoy Wild Turkey 101. It's something that I tried once and didn't like, came back to it, and really liked. So further proof that maybe you're just not at that point in your palate development yet to like something, and if you come back to it, maybe you will. But I absolutely love Wild Turkey 101. And so that was a few months ago. Like I said, it wasn't just from two months ago. It was a few months ago. And hopefully you guys guessed it. I'm hoping that these are at least helpful or if not helpful and entertaining to do these mystery reviews. But that's all that I have for today. So I hope you enjoyed hearing about my experience with whiskey and comparing it to your own experience. And once again, hopefully you got something from it. But that's all of the information that I have. So as always, I will leave you with learn to drink, drink to learn. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you like the show, please make sure that you tell anyone you know who you think would be interested in the hobby or in the podcast. That way we can help to spread the word and continue to grow. Please also make sure to review the show on Apple Podcasts and share our posts on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs or on TikTok at whiskey noobs podcast. Uh, it only takes a couple of minutes and it really does a lot to help spread the word and grow the podcast. Also, there is an email list for the show. If you'd like to join, you can just send an email to whiskey 
whiskeynoobspodcast at gmail.com and in the subject line put email list. I will add you to the list and then you'll be updated every month with the whiskeys that we will be drinking on the show throughout the month. That way you can drink right along with us and see if you're getting the same notes. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the show. The Whiskey Noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol.